Hi, and welcome to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blunderman. I'm a professionally certified ADHD coach with over 20 years, I mean, <laughs> over 10 years experience. I have 20 minutes to get this done before the doorbell rings. So I'm hoping to, <laughs> I think my 20 slipped in there. All right. Um, my passion is finding tools, resources, and services that are ADHD friendly in order to tilt the playing field in favor of ADHD wired brains. And I bring them here to share them with you in the hope that they do exactly that in your life. Today, I'm going to be sharing two celebrations. I always start with a celebration, but I've got two to end out 2022. Then I've got an ADHD friendly tip that I'm calling a journal hack. And then my topic for today, wrapping up 2022, I'm gonna be talking about how to use some prompts to capture what you want to hold on to this year, including capturing wins and successes and evidence of your strengths. And then as I wrap up, I'll share what's coming up in the next episode of ADHD Friendly. Well, let's jump in with my celebrations. So my first celebration is I hit all 22 of my 22 social outings goal this year. So I shared in an earlier podcast and I've updated throughout the year, I had a goal to have 22 different social outings this year to really build up my social muscle a bit more, especially after the pandemic. Um, I'm definitely more um, introverted and it takes energy for me to be social. It takes effort and um, social skills are often impacted by ADHD and it can even create a lot of um, social stress. And I definitely am impacted that way. So uh, without having that really being able to be exercised over the last few years of the pandemic this year, I put structure around it and said, okay, you're going to do 22 outings, almost two a month kind of average. And I did it. And the final one I just did the other night and it was a library event, which I've done before. And it was about books. Um, it was an activity called book, book potluck, which was sparkly, where you were supposed to bring a book that you loved and a book that you hated. And I loved the idea of that. So I signed up, but the day of the event, I just didn't feel like going, which often happens with me with social things that I've committed to. And I came into my office really talking myself into um, not, not having to go, you know, we didn't need to do this. It's a Monday night. I'm tired. I don't want to do it. And I came in my office and I saw my list and the very last line was blank. And I realized, you know, being in December, I'm running out of time here. And with the holidays, if I don't do this, I am very likely not going to check off the last event. And since I already registered and I only had one more um, box to check to meet my goal, I just was like, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go. And I did. So I wanted to really celebrate not only that I, I checked it off and I met my goal for the year, but how seeing my list, that insight in mind really supported me that tracking it. Right. So I had all the 21 checked off. I just needed 22. It really pulls us into following through with our intentions with more ease. So I went and I enjoyed it. And I learned a lot about what other people's favorite books were, as well as books maybe to stay away from. So that was really helpful. And my second celebration is, um, so last year I made a goal for myself to compile all of the family newsletters I've been doing for the last 30 years. Every year I write a newsletter that I send out in my holiday cards. And I realized it was really basically a, a reader's digest version of a history of our family. And I've been writing them since my husband and I got married. And so I have them, you know, for years before we had kids and then 
every year since. And, and I realized that my kids don't have that history. You know, they, they know stories of things I've told, but it might be fun for them to have their own, not that they've never seen these, but they really don't. They, they're just kind of tucked away in all these different places. There wasn't any structure to them. So I pulled them all together in one book for myself last year. And then I realized I should just make one for each of the kids and basically give them our family history. And that was a goal I had for myself for this year. And I did it. I'm so excited. So I just took regular um, binders. I have four of them because I have four kids. And right now I just put like a little holding um, title on it. If you're listening to this, I invite you to check out my YouTube channel, ADHD Friendly, where I just have, I call it the Blenderman Buzz every year. And then I put in other traditions. Right now it's just a Blenderman Buzz. It may not become anything more than that. And then I'll just slip out the, the little header there and, and just leave it as the Blenderman Buzz. I might include other traditions like the recipes I use for making our holiday cookies every year and that kind of thing. But I got everything in there. I copied all four, um, all of these four times for the kids. And I copied them in color. So if um, you didn't hear the episode where I just raved about my color printer, it's the Epson EcoTank. I stink and love it. So all of these in color, the picture, the newsletter, I did the pictures on the left, the newsletter on the right for every year. And the kids can just flip through and see again, all this in color. And I didn't even dent the ink tanks. I just love that thing, but I did it for four of them. I really started to worry a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't going to be able to get it done. It was pretty time consuming um, just to make the copies, but I did it and I put them all in little sheet protectors and organized them. So they're all four are ready to go. I don't have to do anything else if I don't want to, except change the title if I don't add the other traditions part. But if I add the other traditions, it's just an added bonus, but I'm so excited. I can give them as they are. And I got them completed and it feels really good to be kind of sharing, um, a little reader's digest version of our family history with my kids. So that's my second celebration. So now on to my ADHD friendly tip. And this is a viewer tip. I think it's my first viewer tip. I'm super excited. So Tina, who subscribes to my YouTube channel, ADHD friendly shared a journal hack from episode two, I talked about success journals and I shared how I really prefer a spiral bound success journal. Now, a lot of my family and friends know how much I enjoy writing in my journals. And so I've gotten a lot of them over the years as gifts. And this is a great example of one I got as a gift and it's not spiral, it's bound. And I just won't use it. I've learned over the years that um, I won't write in a bound book because I I have to open it, which I realize might sound trivial, but I just, I have resistance to that. I like to write in my spiral bound ones because I can leave it open every night after I write in it, I flip the page and I write the date for the next um, evening and it stays open with my pen on top. It's like a, like I always call it like a blinking cursor on a open word doc. It's just waiting for me to write in it. If I leave this out, it, it, it's closed. It's out of say, out of mind. And it's too cumbersome to leave on my nightstand open. I just won't do it. Even if they lay flat, I won't do it. So I talked about how, you know, it's really important to know what works for you and lean into that. Well, Tina shared that apparently you can take a bound journal to a copy store like Staples or Office Max or really any, any copy service. And they will cut off the end binding, poke holes in it, and then spiral, add a spiral to it to turn this into a spiral bound notebook. 
I have never heard of this. Makes perfect sense, but I'd never heard of it. So I called up my local staples and I asked them if this is something they do. And my, uh, the gentleman I spoke to said, and I quote, we do it all the time. I said, well, how much does it cost? And he said, it'd be about five or $6. And I thought, okay, for, I, I have some really beautiful journals. Some of them are customized with my name and I can't give them away as gifts or anything. So I just hold on to them, but they don't get used. The thought that I can just go in and have it turned into a spiral bound notebook to make it work for me is so fun and sparkly. So Tina, thank you for sharing that. And I'm sharing that with you in case you know, I always want to encourage people to really note what works for you. And if it doesn't work, what are your options? What else can you do? So now I know I have a way to turn that into a spiral bound notebook. And if I ever do, I'll share it here. Cause that would be a step beyond where I am right now, just knowing it's possible to actually take it and get it done. So make your tools work for you. Thank you, Tina. All right. So on to our main topic for today, wrapping up 2022, I really do want to talk about, um, how to hold on to the things that work for you to make sure that you can support your future self to use them. So I'm going to share some prompts, just something for you to consider if you're in a place where you can write them down. If not, you know, listen to this later to, to take note where I've always want to, you know, support you to do what you can while it's safe to do it. So not while you're driving, not while you're, you know, walking or distracted, but when you're able to be single focus, not multitasking. Um, as I talked about in the last episode. So here are some prompts to think about. First, what are five to 10 highlights you don't want to forget? So when you think about what worked for you, literally listing, and I and I just typed up for myself a list um, with 10 spots. And when I literally sat down to, to do this, because I wanted to experience my own um, process before I talked about it on this podcast, I couldn't think of anything. I had like two things come to mind. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I did go on a cruise. That was great for my 30th anniversary. I wrote that down, but I couldn't think of anything else. That's what my brain does, which is why it's so important for all of us who have brains that don't support our awareness in the moment to have a way to reconnect to the things that we do want to acknowledge or, or hold on to because they're meaningful to us, or it feels really like a sense of accomplishment that we did that. And we need to have the evidence so we can go back and see that we did it. And once I went back through, I have a, a folder inside an album inside my um, camera app where I just have it titled 2022 wins. And I, I do it every year. And I just drag and drop pictures in there as I take them that are of something I want to remember something that feels like a win or a success for me. Like if I finish a pair of socks, I take a picture, I drag it into the folder. Um, so I went back through that and I was able to list 17 things that I really wanted to remember and highlight for myself for this year. So what are five to 10 highlights that you don't want to forget? What are three unexpected events that shifted your priorities? So these, these are what I call game changers, things that for good or for bad, they changed your plan. So it could have been an illness or um, a new job or something, you know, that just threw you off your, your, trajectory for what you intended to do and just noting what they were. And then what are three things that you focused on? So what I always call these like the overarching themes for my year, what were the things that you spent a lot of your time on focusing on? It could have been work, could have been family, could have been um, volunteering, could have been learning a new skill, but what, what were the three things that you really focused on? What are three things you didn't get around to? What did you forget? What did you intend to do? And either it fell off your radar or you just ran out of time or you didn't have what you needed to do the thing that you wanted to do. Um, and then finally, how does this information inform your plans for 2023? So some examples there might be, what boundaries do you need to put in place? 
So if you um, just coming out of the holiday season, maybe it's around the holidays, you want to think about what boundaries you would want for next year's holidays. Maybe um, an example could be, I'm not going to travel over the holidays. I'm done with traveling over the busy holiday season. If people want to visit me, they can come to me, but I'm not going to travel. Or it could be a budget boundary where, you know, I spent more than I wanted. Now it's on credit card or I don't have as much discretionary money as I wanted or whatever it is. Next year, I'm going to only spend this much or I'm only going to, you know, I'm going to squirrel away cash each month and I'm only going to spend the cash I have. So just thinking about, you know, boundaries around that, or maybe it's commitments. I'm not going to do more than one commitment a week over the holiday season. Um, and then where would it help your future self to capture steps next time? So for example, um, around the holidays, maybe it's holiday cards, like what's your process for getting that done? Um, or maybe it's how you transfer money, you know, how you do your, your, your budget when you're shopping for the holidays or something not related to the holidays, just a monthly um, routine of refilling your prescription. What's the, what are the steps? What's the process involved for you to do that and writing it down so it can support your future self the next time you need to do it. So what do you need to keep insight in mind? What are the steps? What are the boundaries? What's going to support you to go into 2023 and have the best year yet? And then next, capturing wins. So as I shared, I have a 2022 wins album and I just drag things in there and then I'll print them out and I'll put them in my expected Patronum journal where I can go back and get the energy that they give me by having that. So just thinking about what, what wins do you want to capture and how will you capture them? Um, I even went through the highlights and pulled out so, several more pictures I didn't have in my journal and printed them. So they're ready to go. And I wrote little notes. They're ready to go into my expected Patronum journal. And then last, I really encourage um, you by going through this process of capturing the five to 10 highlights, looking at the ones that feel like wins and successes, look for patterns. Those patterns are evidence of your strengths. So my example for this year is um, I had a number of um, instances that felt like a sense of um, accomplishment, things I wanted to highlight that tied to my strength of bravery. And bravery is one of my lower character strengths. I have it, but it takes a lot of energy and effort for me to pull it up and use it. If you haven't done the via character strength survey, I encourage you to check it out. It's free. You can do it um, as many times as you like, but um, if you go to viacharacter.org, it's a free assessment that you can do and it will rank your 24 character strengths in order. And so just having an opportunity to um, notice evidence of where you're using them, where are they showing up? So for my evidence of strengths around bravery, I went to 22 social outings, even though for most of them, I didn't want to. I spoke at my dad's funeral. That was really difficult for me, but I really am grateful that I did it. It took a lot of bravery. And I know I'm looking back, I'm so grateful I did it. And I know I definitely would have regretted it if I didn't do it. Um, I record this podcast each week, even though I still you know, and I'm learning and, and acknowledging, I don't know very much about podcasting, but I keep trying to learn and improve what I'm doing. And, and it's through the process that I'm allowing myself to do it, but it definitely takes bravery each week to put this out. Um, so just noticing evidence of your strengths, so you can capture them. All right. So we talked about, you know, just really quickly recap my wins, my 22 and 22 social outings. I did it. And then I also made my Blendman Buzz journals for each of my kids. So those are my two wins. And then I shared an ADHD-friendly tip, my journal hack, how to turn a bound journal into a spiral journal. 
by taking it to your local copy shop to have them cut off the binding and turn it into a spiral. And then I shared tips to wrap up 2022 around capturing with prompts the highlights, the things that fell off your radar, the things that um, held your attention and your, your focus, and then bringing them intentionally into next year when you think about maybe what boundaries you want to set or capturing your wins and using the, the wins list to help highlight where did you use your strengths so you have evidence of strengths and capturing those. The evidence of strengths help you pull those up and use them again because you have evidence that it is a strength for you. And then, of course, adding those to your personal owner's manual. Always keeping in mind that personal owner's manual is your manual for what works for you. If you haven't started yours yet, I invite you to check out my, my website, ADHD Friendly, where I have tons of resources to get you started. It's never too late to start, and now is the best time. And next episode coming up next time, I'm going to be talking about my 23 and 23 list. So I'll recap my 22 and 22 list, shared what worked, what didn't work, and what I'm intending for myself in 2023. That's all for this time. Until then, tally out.